Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast, as we've got a very exciting episode, episode 13 of Heartlanders Weekly. We're on the phone with the voice of the Heartlanders, David Fine, who's going to tell us about a great, uh, our last homestand, and it sounds like uh, they're pulling out all the stops this week, aren't they? I cannot wait. Uh, we got specialty new, uh, well, not specialty, new third jerseys that the team's going to be wearing. We have... Uh, fan appreciation night. There's going to be giveaways from sponsors throughout the you know the entire night, um, and there are discounts in the team store. And uh, that's the final game of the regular season on Saturday. We have group appreciation night on Friday, and then tomorrow uh, Wednesday against the Wheeling Mailers. So I cannot wait. It's going to be a it's going to be a fun week. Like the Heartlanders, um, even though uh, playoff positioning wise, it's not ideal right now. They're not mathematically eliminated they if they are find a way to win three games this week they're three games and cover home ice they could be right back in this thing a week from now so there's two weeks left in the season six games left and the guys know the task at hand it's pretty much you know try to win every game from here on out um, put on a good show for the home fans and uh and entertain everyone so i'm pumped well it's going to be exciting because you got three different you get three games with three different teams each a different team each night <laughs> uh, a different kind oh, of atmosphere you're going to have mark corver's going to be there uh, make a wednesday night appearance he's going to be there wednesday he's going to be there friday he's going to be there saturday and him and i are going to try to uh do a little podcasting from the tailgate uh sometime uh saturday afternoon so, yeah i heard about that in like the hyatt parking lot over there that's awesome we need we need that type of energy going into next year like early season uh, hopefully we can get maybe like a little block party or like, you know, official, like team official tailgate. But I heard the fans were doing that kind of set it up themselves. That's awesome. That's, uh, that speaks to the hospitality of, uh, of our fans and people from Iowa. And I know, um, I think Rick and Lisa Zortman there, they hosted, um, they hosted people, uh, at their place on Saturday or whatever in Coralville, Iowa city. They just said, if any, any season ticket holders want to come over, come over, watch the game. I wish we would have given them a better result. It was a tough loss on Saturday in Cincy, but um, hell, that's awesome. Well, that, uh, and speaking that, to that, uh, I, you know, like I, uh, I had the opportunity to go to a, uh, the Hawkeye, a Hawkeyes game earlier this year and uh, see what the tailgating experience was all about. And uh, to be honest, I had no idea what I was getting into when all of a sudden people are tossing you a bush lights and bud lights and asking you to hang out with them. And I, I didn't even know these people. So, uh, that speaks to the speaks to what our fans are all about. It's the hospitality oh. of Iowa, so we well, love that. In Iowa, there are no strangers at a tailgate. That's that's uh, in oh. the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to have to toss the guy twenty or forty bucks to, at, at the Hawkeye tailgate to hang out for an hour and play some play some pond and you know have a have a couple beers. And he said, "No, just take whatever you want. Your, yours is fine. You know, you got you guys have some chips over there. We'll take some chips and we'll all share." <laughs> Well, you're not, you're not, because that's the, that's the atmosphere for the week. Now, uh, uh, Wednesday night, Wednesday night's the first chance to see, uh, uh, who, who we play in Wednesday night. Wheeling, uh, Wheeling is currently occupying the fourth and final playoff spot. They, they are in such an interesting conundrum, Dave, Wheeling is, um, back when the Heartlanders played them in the middle of beginning of February was the last time two months ago was the last time the teams played wheeling was rolling and the Heartlanders handled them very well. 
Um, they they dominated them three straight, four straight games in Wheeling um, and looked like the better team. Now, back on that game on February 5th, the next day, Wheeling was um, actually still in fifth place. They then made their run immediately after beating Iowa. They won six games in a row. They won eight out of nine. They were looked like world beaters. And then in March, the wheels fell off for Wheeling. Um, they went on a two-game losing streak. Then they won. Then they lost four in a row. Then they won. Then they lost three more. Then they won. They basically have only won three of their last ten games. They've, they've only had one or two really strong performances in their last few weeks. And Wheeling hasn't made the playoffs in seven seasons. And they're in danger of falling out of the playoffs. They're only one point safe. They're susceptible. Um, and, you know, regardless of whether the Heartlanders end up making the playoffs or not, they can really hurt Wheeling's chances by winning tomorrow. Wheeling will look at this game as a game where they need to take care of business, but they've been struggling. They've only won one out of their last five games. So the Heartlanders find themselves in a position to beat Wheeling on Wednesday. Well, that's great. Uh, we need to get, you know, get, we just get that home energy. I think the guys are going to skate on there. I, I think they, they got so much pride in being part of this community that they're going to explode with the, their, the best effort they've had all year, I think. I hope so. And I think, you know, wearing the new jerseys, which I know we're going to talk about too, for all three games um, with the rows on the front is going to be huge for the team. And I think part of the reason why is it just is a Jerry, uh, our head coach said it, said it yesterday. He said, when you're wearing a Jersey like that, and you're proud and you like, like the guys all love how the new, jersey looks the third jerseys with featured with the limestone sand and then the wild prairie rose on the front um they uh you know jerry jerry said if you look good you play better and so i think that that's going to hopefully hold true here going into uh you know going into uh going into this week this week's worth of games where they're wearing that jersey all three games it just gets your mind off of the fact that teams lost a few games in a row as well well that is a very iowa thing to do because uh when Hayden Fry came to make the Iowa Hawkeyes a great football team, which they weren't, you know, they were a three three or four win a season team before Hayden came. And the first thing he did was change the uniforms to black and gold to look like the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were the Super Bowl champs that year. So you're, that's uh, uh, looking good. It's part of, of being good, I believe. And I, I, this new, this new uh, outfit – it's just part of the whole week where you're just pulling out all the stops, you know. They're going to come out uh, looking crisp and, I think, uh, skating crisp and giving the fans uh, the, just their last chance to see the team this this week. I, I, uh, I'm i just kind of sad about that, but I'm really looking forward to to what we can do this week. This, this season, as all, yeah, and like – there's still a lot of people that haven't made their way out to a game just because, you know, time, time escapes you, right? Not because they hate the team or there's people that haven't seen the arena yet. There's people that, you know, for whatever reason, haven't had an opportunity to come to a game yet. And we still have so many people that are still trying to come for the first time or they're at the game and it's their first game and they say how much they love it. So I think that if you're a fan and you're, you know, deciding, Hey, you know, should I try to make it out first time? Yada, yada, yada. Just come to a game on Wednesday, Friday, or Saturday. You're going to have a family-friendly, fun experience, entertaining. The team's going to put on a good show for you. They're going to be wearing these cool new third jerseys. There's going to be good promotions in the arena. 
And I think that's that's what it's all about. Like that's what the miners is all about: supporting your local team. Um, support. It's a small business. Support your local small business. Um, and and you know, come have a fun time with us. That's what that's what we want to do. Yeah, it's been an outstanding season, and I think our best uh, our best uh, advertising or marketing has been word of mouth. You know what I mean? Uh, one guy goes to a game. He goes to work the next day. Oh, man, that was fun, you know, and then eventually someone else that hears that, then they give it a try, and then it just goes on and on like that. And uh, Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, I think that part of what is so interesting about the progression of the team here, Dave, is that, and I heard it from Chris Peters, who does the color commentary with us on the television games, and Chris said to me the following. It, it will start, he, he predicted it, and he was right. Like, I, I give him all the credit in the world. Chris is from Chicago. He lived in Michigan, but he's lived in North Liberty for the last 10, 15 years. And it so happens that there's an NHL draft expert, Chris, who's awesome, living 10 minutes away from the arena for the last 15 years. And he's one of the best in the industry and widely respected. And he's smart. And he said to me the following day, Dave, he said, it will start slower than you than you think, but it will pick up just because people here, if they come to a game and they love it, they're going to tell every single person they know to come to a game for the first time. And that word of mouth stuff takes longer than you like, but it, it makes you long-term viable. And he and I kind of revisited that fact on the air uh, when we were doing one of the TV games a couple Saturdays ago. And I said, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to you. You were spot on about the word of mouth thing. And he said, yep, people here in Iowa, once they love you, they love you forever. <laughs> and it takes a little bit longer. And, you know, the word of mouth stuff, if someone said, I had a great a great time, family had a great time, they're going to love you forever. And that's, there's something to be said about that. And our fans have been extremely loyal, and we keep on getting new fans that are coming to games for the first time and, you know, checking out the arena and checking out the Iowa River Landing. And that's, that's our brand. We brand ourselves as fun, family-friendly entertainment in a way that, you know, we want to make sure that you and your friends and your family have the best if family of four or just, you know, one kid or, you know, you're bringing a group out, whatever, like you're going to have a fun experience, whether you've ever seen a game before or not, or not, it doesn't matter for us. We just want you to come to this area, experience it and be entertained with players and staff that really care about growing this team into a, you know, into a, a long-term success in this area. Well, if you come the extreme arena, just all by itself is worth seeing, but the staff is just incredible incredible staff uh uh the the everybody that sells you beer the hot dogs everybody the security i mean everybody the ticket takers treat you like first class all the time but another thing that that delivers besides the heartlanders players and the broadcasters and the and the gms and the coaches but it's the iowa river landing itself that place delivers the hotels the restaurants the 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 breweries i mean that place it's just off the chain isn't it yeah um that that's that's the thing too dave is that like this is the college town here and it's a little bit more reasonable that if you went to champagne or you went to madison or you went to ann arbor that the way in the big 10 that you know stadiums and arenas are built in is much more neighborhood friendly but in minor league hockey, this is a rarity. This is not something that is normal in every other market. In Fort Wayne, their next—I'm just going to be honest—like 
And Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne people, if they listen, they'll laugh at this. There's a Mexican restaurant that's open till four in the morning across the street. There's another Chipotle, and there's a strip club, and there's Johnny Appleseed's birthplace. That's what's around in a hotel. That's what's around the arena. Um, in Toledo, there's a little bit more, but it's more of kind of like a Rust Belt kind of feel. Um, Kalamazoo, there's there's a bowling alley and like three hotels that have been there forever next to it. To have like five, 12 restaurants and 15 shops and all these bars and breweries that are brand new and mom and pop, and it's not like McDonald's, like these are mom and pop things, is very rare to have so close to an arena. We might be one or two, one of two or three teams in our league and one of five in, in, the, in North American minor league hockey that has a setup like this. So the fans here, I, I don't even know, Dave, what I'd say. Like, we're so lucky to have this. And I, I think that that makes it even more special of what we've seen this year is that people have really responded to coming out to a game. Because you're not just coming out to a game at Extreme Arena. You're coming out to a game at the IRL. Like, that's, that's what it's all about here. And we're so lucky to have it. Yeah, it's the whole thing. I mean, it's the whole thing. It's the it's the world class uh, atmosphere to enjoy. And like these other hockey arenas that you're talking about, some of them were built in the '40s, and some of them were built in the '70s. And you know, I mean, they're old, and they weren't. You know, maybe when they were built, they were right there in the mix. You know, but this is a yeah. this is the first year. This is year one. You know, you were able to put this thing right in the. I don't think you could have got a better place to put it. Do you? <laughs> I love it here. It's uh, it speaks to how smart you know the planning and people a lot smarter than you or I, Dave. Uh, admittedly, maybe uh, how smart people were to think you know 15, 20 years ago when this area started being dreamed up that there would be an arena at the centerpiece. Um, and it's awesome. Like it's you know again, it's what it's all about here. It's like. You come to a game at the Iowa River Landing, the shops, the restaurants, it's easy to park, it's easy to walk in the arena, everyone's nice. Like, it's a very friendly experience that you get here. So, that's, you know, again, people a lot smarter than us dreamed this up 20 years ago, and this is just the first year of it. Another thing, you know, when you've got minor league players and first-year players, you don't have such nice gentlemen that are out taking pictures in the crowd and... Mm -hmm. uh, going out and, and meeting people and putting in all this extra time on top of all the work that they have to do. But they're, they're, they're coming to these uh, brick and iron things They're They might even stop in and have a beer with you after the game. I mean, what I can't, I can't uh, appreciate any more or say any more about the professionalism and how they dress nice and, and look professional and uh, spend time with the, with the fans. Were, were you impressed with that? Yeah, the, the players here are invested. Um, we just recorded our show last night up at uh, MC22, uh, the weekly coaches show that we do. Uh, well, it airs every week, uh, but you know the new, the last episode of the regular season, which is on on MC22 from six to six thirty. It's an awesome, awesome thing to check out. Jerry is awesome. Our head coach does a great job. We talked to Corbin Kaspersky this week, and uh, that was our player interview feature. He was great for a number of reasons, but. He talked at length about why the team is so invested in the community and why they care about making, you know, like being out there and making this successful. Um, and that's not, you do not get that on every team. Like, I, I just want to stress again, 
just as you don't get a guy like Chris Bennett who might end up leading the league in goal scoring in his rookie year on a first-year team, that's remarkable in and of itself. The other thing I'll say is that you don't get guys that are so invested like this every year. And, you know, Dave, when the team was in last for a majority of, like, the middle of the season, you know, after starting with the win on the first night and then kind of slipped um, into, like, fifth and sixth and then was kind of teetering back and forth and basically for all of January, the team was digging itself out of last place and then went on the run to get back in playoff positioning um, into fifth in the division uh, where they're kind of, you know, pretty close to now. But all throughout that time, the guys were the same in terms of they're committed to trying to, you know, get more to get more attention for the team. And that speaks to the culture that Jerry Fleming built here, because, again, it really does not happen everywhere that guys are so invested in wanting to make sure, like, they're on the community. I've worked on teams before where the coach could not give two anythings about making sure the team is out in the community. Like, not and, and you know, wherever it is, some of them, some of them are, some of them do it different ways. Um, I've worked in baseball. I've worked in hockey for five or six different organizations. It's a different flavor every single place you end up. Some coaches, you can't take a guy out for ten minutes the night before a game because he can't come to brick and iron because you know. But, for example, if it, if it was here, like Jerry doesn't care because he knows that it's important for the team, but the show we do at Brick and Iron, you couldn't take a player for more than 20 minutes because they got to stay focused on the game and yada, yada, yada. With Jerry, he knows that if that's something you need to get the player to Brick and Iron because the fans are going to be there. There's going to be common people there that are just listening into the show at Brick and Iron, hearing us upstairs. Oh, what's going on up there? Oh, that's the Heartlander show. They play three home games this week. Man, I should think about going out those sort of word of mouth experiences that we were talking about earlier and the players believe in that too. Like they are invested in making sure that this is a, that this is successful here. And I feel really lucky in that regard because it allows my job to be done so much easier. You don't have all these restrictions that coaches are putting in and, Oh, this player can't go this place. Jerry doesn't care. He knows that we're a professional staff. We're going to treat the players right. And that the players are invested in wanting to make this a success. So I am pumped, 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 pumped. You know, without that attitude, without that attitude, the coaches would be out there wondering where the heck are all the fans, you know? Exactly. But because of that, it's all because of that, that you have all the fans that you do. And that there's these watch parties that our fans are willing to to go to. And and, uh, we got groups like the Trash Pile that come. And we got fans like Mark Corver that will do anything to help get people into the arena and, and keep them entertained while they're there. You know, it's. It's like a whole new culture of people. I don't know. It's been really good for the. It's been really good for the area. You know, we'd never had well, the that. Other, yeah, the other thing too is that there's just a mark. There's a big difference between um, junior hockey and the ECHL. There just is in terms of the ways that players carry themselves and understand. Because remember, like with there's never been pro hockey here. Obviously, you know, there's the Hawkeyes. They have the club team, and then the Rough Riders and the other USHL teams, but these players are guys that have been there and done that and have seen every which type of community appearance. They know how to carry themselves in public almost perfectly. Um, and, and that's what's so impressive about these guys too, is that they have sort of been there and done that. And so it's an entirely different level of immersion that you get in terms of a face-to-face experience with a player when you get a chance to meet a pro player that's two steps away from the NHL. Um, versus, you know, a guy that might be 16 or 17 years old and duking it out in junior hockey 
um, you know, trying to find their way and get a college scholarship. Think about think about how different you are from age 22 to 26 and age 16 to 26. It's, you're not even the same person. That's the kind of our average player age is 25, 26 years old. Those these are young men that are still developing, but that have you know they're mature. They know how to interact with fans. They're professional and they want to make time for you. So that's that's special. Yeah, it's uh, well, we probably better get back to talking about uh, Friday and Saturday. So uh, Friday is group night, right? Yeah, group appreciation night. So basically, if you've had a group out at the game this season. You've been invited to get a special ticket offer. It's from our staff here. Um, so, again, if you've had a big group out to a game this year or just a group of 10 or more, whether it was a birthday group or, you know, whatever the heck, that, that's the group uh, appreciation night. Saturday's the big game for the common fan, though. Like, just an average fan, you want to come out for the first time, never seen a game before. That's going to be the fan appreciation night. Trading card giveaway, team trading card giveaway. Uh, and then in addition to that, we're going to have – um, you know, our sponsors are going to be at the game. It's going to be, you know, giveaways during whistles um, and stoppages and play for, you know, fans in different sections and rows. And there's nothing special you got to do except, you know, walk around the concourse and, you know, sit in your seats during the game. And um, there'll be giveaways from fans uh, or from our sponsors to fans as a way to say thank you for helping to make, uh, you know, the first year of Heartlanders hockey a tremendous success. Yeah, and, and success uh, is a, you know, as I'm thinking a little bit about that was, you know, if you were in a Cincinnati or, you know, one of the bigger cities, maybe uh, the players wouldn't be that big of stars. You know what I mean? Or or wouldn't make that kind of impression on kids and, you know, people in the area. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, uh, it's neat, too, because I think that, you know, you finish up a regular season, the players are going to be really invested in trying to win as well. Like, not like they're not trying to win every game, but. They're going to be, they want to go out with the bang um, in the best possible way for our fans. So I'm really looking forward to see the product they put on the ice this week. Well, uh, the goal in any minor league sport is to take the player's skills and improve them. And I, I can't sing any player that hasn't improved and how much even the league has improved, you know, from when I first started watching it to now. I mean, the speed of the game is, uh, is seems to really have picked up. Yes. Um, that's too, because guys came back from the COVID protocols and, and all levels. Thankfully, the Heartlanders haven't really had any cases of COVID for about the last like three months, which is, you know, kind of how the world has been in the last three months too, with cases going down. So back in December and January, everyone was hurting for bodies because a lot of guys were out in COVID protocol. Heartlanders had, I think, a total of eight or 10 guys throughout the course of the year, basically half the roster, um, you know, enter the COVID protocol and you need to find new players. You carry 20, 25 guys on a roster at a time. So at one point, you know, you know, half, about half the guys that had it. Um, and anyway, so that's, you know, they, that, that was tough on every team because, you know, oh, this guy's out due to COVID. This guy has a wrist injury. This guy has a leg injury. Like it just added to the injury list. So now that NHL, AHL and ECHL teams have all been relatively healthy the last few weeks and months, the product of the play has, you know, increased tremendously. Yeah, it's been, I don't know, I just loved the season and I enjoyed every, every minute of it, to be honest with you. And uh, yeah. I'm, you know, really really looking forward to this home game. Uh, who do we play Friday? Kalamazoo on Friday. So basically, Wheeling and Kalamazoo, they're within a point of that fourth and final playoff spot. Uh, Wheeling holds the slight edge by one point. So 
Kalamazoo plays tonight, it's possible Kalamazoo will jump Wheeling tonight, and then Wheeling will try to get the win back tomorrow against us. So if, if the Hard Rangers beat both of these teams, they're going to be scratching their heads uh, just because it's like, not because Iowa's bad, but because they are going to be, like every team's playing desperate hockey at this point of year, but Wheeling and Kalamazoo, it's, you live in, think about it from those guys. Iowa at this point has nothing to lose. They can go out and they're going to try to win all six games down the stretch. Wheeling and Kalamazoo have each kind of been in the playoff picture the entire season. If Iowa spoils them, those teams are going to be so damn frustrated. <laughs> so I am pumped to see what not only if the Heartlanders can work their way back into it this week, um, but also you hurt those teams' chances with five, six games left in their season, and they're going to be they're going to be PO'd. They're going to be really upset. So who do we play Saturday? Saturday is against Indy. Oh, so. Well, it's going to be – it's kind of three familiar teams. Uh, I, I think we can get at least two. I'm not even round guy, guarantee it. I hope so. <laughs> I, I'm going for that, too. I think the guys are going to be motivated. Uh, Iowa's just had some tremendous bad luck the last few weeks. Um, a lot of – on Saturday in Cincinnati and Sunday, there were just so many times where – remember the game in India, the 6-2 final, but like – Two of those goals were put in the last two minutes when the game was was over, and one of them was an empty netter. And it's like, okay, the game's over at this point. Okay, you're just, you know, just a little bit more salt in the wound, but who cares? It was really a, you know, it's really a four-two, three-two game. The third, like the puck luck that the Heartlanders have gotten the last few weeks has been abysmal. Like it just, it has not been. I'm not saying Iowa deserved to to win any of those last five games, but they certainly didn't deserve to lose all five. I mean, that's just the hockey gods kind of biting you back for stuff earlier in the year that went your favor. That's kind of how I attributed it. So oh, well. I think we'll get a, I think we'll get some good puck luck this week at home. Yeah. It's, it's home where you get any, any kind of good stuff going. There'll be a lot of good karma. And uh, so we got this great week. Uh, I just want to say, now let's talk a little bit about the tailgate. That is uh, something the fans are doing or it's not. Yeah. The fans have set it up. I don't know too much about it other than Saturday. It's like the highest parking lot there. There's going to be some Heartlanders season ticket holders, I guess, uh, you know, grilling some uh, hot dog burgers and broth. I know. And uh, super fan Mark Corver is going to be there. And I'm going to get there to it as soon as I can. And then we're going to do some podcasting. So if you guys have been listening to us and want to come up and say hello or maybe uh, uh, yeah. get on a jump on an episode, maybe you could line up some uh, some people that we could see and uh, talk to and uh, – We'll try to do it up as big as we can for the last yeah, week of the that. year. So, would love that. Anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to? No, if you haven't made it to a game this year, this is your last chance this regular season. So, come on out. You know, support the guys. Support support Iowa. See the brand new uh, jerseys the Heartlanders are going to be wearing in person. They're awesome. They pay tribute to the state of Iowa with the state flower, and uh, we'll go from there. Thanks, Dave. Any chance the trash pile is going to be there Friday? I don't know yet. I'm going to figure that out in the next uh, the next hour here. Uh, I got to talk to our to our sales team and kind of see what's cooking. But I well, you might get a trash pile. You're going to get new jerseys. There's going to be uh, a first year card set that's uh, you know is going to be a collectible for all time. So come on out. This is the last week. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, any of those days that you can get there, or all of those days that you can get there. It's the last chance. So. Well, this is Round Guy the Podcast with news you can use that don't give you the blues. Thanks, David. Thank you. All right, bye.